what it says has become a reality in my life, literally. Mm. Mm. Over to you. <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just listening to you um, speak. You know, Pastor, what was that one? I guess I have two questions. What was that one thing that happened where you realized that you had forever kind of divorced the old you? You know that you were you weren't going back. And and what was that? I guess what was that one thing or that one time where you couldn't recognize yourself anymore? Everybody has, everybody has that experience. I remember mine. If I could share mine, was when it was in 2018, and I I was praying with a bunch of friends, and we're praying every night, and it was so it was so good that we would pray, and we would have these you know prophecies and so many things, and then it it got so bad that is that affecting my sleep. So I would pray in the night and I, I, I can't concentrate in the day only to go back and pray in the night. And then one day I was praying and I broke down and I'm like, who is this person? Like, I can't even recognize myself anymore because this, like, this clearly cannot be me. So I guess my question is, did you have that, kind, that sort of moment where you realize, okay, this is it. I'm not going back again. For me, it was... I was on campus at the time, right? Mm. <laughs> and so here I was having this new experience of um, listening to the word or, I mean, everything was real to me. Like I said, I would listen to the message on Sunday in church or on Wednesday in church. And here I am wanting to do it, right? Um, just because... And so now all of a sudden I found myself on campus wanting to talk to people about this thing I heard yesterday. And this is, this is, this cannot be me. Mm. This cannot be me because it's in the past, that would have been a shameful thing, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. How did you all of a sudden become a church boy? It was, (laughs) I mean, with the, the people that were around me in the past, literally I would be the Jew guy because like what and but no there was this there was this burning desire to want to say something to somebody even though I didn't know how to start and where to how to go about it and so that was that was and then I would use Rhapsody right use Rhapsody and want to share something on the Rhapsody or want to give someone the Rhapsody and I really wanted it inside of me I wanted them to get it like, it wasn't enough that I gave you the Rhapsody. I mm. want you to, because I had the Rhapsody. I had, this, was, this wasn't my first encounter with Rhapsody. So I just didn't want to give you a Rhapsody. Mm. I wanted you to be where I was. My current situation where, okay, now I'm understanding and getting this thing. And so that was the first. Then, finally, it was my very last time at the club. So here I was, standing in club, where, of course, um, in the past, it was okay, normal. You have a section or whatever they call it, or a VIP area. You have this, you have that, all of that. But I wasn't seated. I didn't want to sit. I wasn't dancing. I didn't want to dance. I was restless. Mm. I, was, I was restless. I was almost confused i was uncomfortable that's the word i was extremely uncomfortable i was standing there turning around and i did not want to be there i couldn't explain why i didn't want to be there but i really did not want to be there and so i turned around and i left of course we had a table i paid for everything um but then i turned around got in my car i actually told the people i went with look my close friend then i told i told them i'm a guy Let's go. And he did not, he turned around and looked at me like, what the heck, what are you saying? It's not even, this is after hours. It's not, it's not even what it, we just got here a few minutes ago. What are you? And he just ignored me. The regular me would have stayed there and waited. No, I got in my car and I drove there. I drove home and I, I left them there. Oh. I don't know how they got home, but I left all of the people I drove there with. <laughs> I went home locked my door and had an apartment at the time. I never used to lock the door because my house was everybody's house. 
I could come on any time, open the door and get in. I got home, locked the door, got to my room, slept. And I told myself I was never going back. And I never did. Mm. Just because it was, things had started changing inside. Um, it, the atmosphere was different. Um, and then gradually I began to change. I noticed different things changing. Now, I didn't want a lot of people around me. In the past, it was I was everybody's people. I was everybody's. I was everybody's person. Everywhere I went, I just loved everybody, and everybody just loved me. It was, it was effortless, right? Making friends was not an issue. It was. I would meet you today at two p.m. That evening, you're at my house, or we're chilling somewhere together. I mean, it was normal. Um, but now all of a sudden I wanted to be alone. I, I wanted to go to um, church. <laughs> I wanted to go. To, I was always at church. Not that I wanted to go to church. I was always at church. In fact, I moved to a new apartment and guess what? My new apartment was a stone throw away from the church, literally. And I moved there because of the church. Can you, can you even explain that? Mm. And then now, um, of course, because my apartment was everybody's apartment, and now I wanted to be alone, I had a parking spot that my friends would drive in, and when they see my car, they know I'm home. So now I got a garage. I got a garage, paid for a garage, but didn't tell anybody I had a garage. So I literally drive into my apartment, look at my rear mirror, make sure one of my friends is in there <laughs> or driving behind me, drive into the garage, park the car, and then go upstairs and lock the door. So I could, whenever they drive in and they don't see my car, we're always together. So they wonder, okay, he's not home. Where is he? What's happening with this one? Mm. And like that, I became a loner for a period of time because there was work that God wanted me. That was the time that things really, really changed. My desires began to change. Um, I began to spend more time with the Word, spend more time with the Holy Spirit staying away from people. I mean, it was just that phase that had to happen mm. that everybody didn't like, everybody else did not like because mm. they thought, okay, this is different. What's wrong with this guy? But yeah. So at, at the time you started going to church and you're being more consistent and you're still hanging out with some people, did they think it was like a passing phase? Did they know you were going to church that you were that involved or? Oh, okay. So now now this should this should people a lot of people should learn from this part um now these people were people i met in church mm. because i moved to a new city so these people are now doing some of these things were with were people i met in church now the difference is even when i, I had made up my mind that okay come i wanted to change i was going to do things differently but you know how they say the church is not for perfect people it is for perfecting, perfecting. The people yeah i got into church and i met people that had a history too mm. that had a past too yeah. I, I met people that were being perfected mm. they were not quite there and mm. all of a sudden they're your friends we began to relieve old moments do you understand yeah. All of a sudden, we began to relieve old moments. So, we found out that oh, this person went here in the past. Oh, really? You went to that school? Oh, I went to this school. Oh, where else? Oh, really? Oh, this person was in this cult. You were in that cult. Oh, really? Oh, I was. <laughs> and it started like conversation. And then all of a sudden, because this person just got to church too, mm-hmm. they are also taking baby steps. And That's so, true. you meet a Nepios in church, another Nepios in church, come together and meet. Mm-hmm. and. But then that's where the role of a leader in church, they know that that's okay. This is not the friend you should have right now. This is not the, do you understand? For instance, when you came in, I saw that you were around the right people. You were there, as Nicole was there. And so, but there's certain people that when you come in, you can't just come and everybody, it's not everybody that should be your friend. And so um, that was, so 
it was where all of us at the time, most of us at the time, were all in the phase where we were all first timers almost at the same time. Oh, I see. So we had no business being best of friends, but we were. It just happened. So we found ourselves taking three mm. steps forward and two steps back, in a way. And I, and I think you really, like you said, the, the role of leadership, the only thing that now that you say this, that I can explain what was happening to you then was probably Pastor Kobe praying for you because he probably knew, you know what I mean? And, you know, he's praying for you and God is working on you. I don't, and you don't know why you're doing certain things, you know, that, that, that are happening. That, that's what pastors do. They'll be oh, praying yeah. for you and then you're, you're doing things, life-changing things, and it's, it's answered prayers. Yeah. So, so, um, Pastor, just to conclude, you know, what would you say to someone who is in a similar phase where they they really want to serve God, but they have a track record of not getting it right? Like they say they will do it, and then they don't, and it's like it just becomes like, okay, I don't want to give my, I don't want to, I guess, recommit myself because this is something I keep doing. Um, commit to the Lord. Um, commit to the Lord. Commit to the Word of God. Um, it sounds very easy, and say, so "What do you mean, commit to the Word?" I have tried. Commit to the Word in every sense, um, like committing to a relationship, committing to a marriage. If you get married. The fact that you're married doesn't mean that you won't see attractive people tomorrow. Mm. But you, you, you decided to get married. And so you remind yourself that I'm married. So I don't care how beautiful you are, get out of my face. Because I'm committed to my marriage, right? It, there, there, there are places where you draw the line. Mm. The fact that you're married doesn't mean you can't have casual conversations with people in the elevator. But what are we exchanging numbers for? Is it for the gospel or what? What are we doing? Why am I? Why do you need my number? Why do I need your number? Mm. Why? Because I'm committed to someone. Do, do, do you understand that? That's a commitment. And so, if we're saying commit to the word in every sense, it is that you are giving yourself to the word wholly, in the sense that okay, we remember share my story. I was talking about how I would listen in church on Sunday and. To hear things that were mind-boggling because this is new to me, okay, just like that. But then I would try it. Mm. And then I would get the same testimony. Um, pastor says, um, if you stick to the word, you will come back. back. You will. You will. He didn't say you may. He said, if you stick to the word, you will come back with a testimony. Mm. And so when you commit to the word, um, that 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 creativity that um power in the word does something to you it it recreates literally transforms you from the inside out and so you yourself you begin to see things change you're not conscious of it you didn't know when it happened but it just happened it, it seemed as though you just turned around and things began to change around you that's because you committed to it you weren't on the fence where you do it today and then you won't do it again till next year. You understand? Um, you read the Rhapsody one day in a month because that's the day you, you understand? You, you, you read the word one day, but there was an article for every day. So why did you only choose the one for the third of the month? Mm. Whatever happened to the rest? Mm. There's a, so in committing to the word, your, your, there's a commitment there. there, there there's a, you you do it you stick to it right it might seem different it will seem different because this is a new territory but but the more you do it the more you understand why you need to do it and the more it becomes easier for you to do it and it becomes your life because that's who you are that's who christ made you and so it's just sticking to the path that God has preordained for you. Everything in that path is easy. Everything is easy. You've been struggling all of your life to do things your way. 
commit to his way. Commit enough to know that it works. It's like going to the gym. You won't go to the gym one day and expect to see muscle or expect to see that you've lost weight. It doesn't work like that. You have to commit enough to that workout plan. Commit enough to see that, hmm, actually, I feel different. I see changes. Why? Because you committed enough to see the difference. And so the same way, commit to God's way and his way is in the word. That's it. Um, and then eliminate the wrong people. Eliminate the wrong people. You can't be, you can't be around, oh, I'm in a mind, I'm not going to smoke again. I'm not going to drink again. But all of your friends drink and smoke. You, you last one week if you do. And so there are people around you, even right now as I speak, there are people around you that you know that I've always admired this one. I love the way this one loves the Lord. I wish there are people you see in church that they just give themselves away. And you're wondering, man, I'm too self-conscious. I turn around and I see people looking at me. How are they able to do it? There are certain people that you look at and you admire their love for the Lord. That should be your friend. That should be your new friend. And, um, and so that's it. Committing to the word and staying in line, staying with the right people that will help you. You can't be in the class. You want to pass the class and all your friends in the class have no clue what assignment you have have no clue when the due date is, have no clue what the teacher is saying, you missed one sentence, you're trying to ask the person, oh no, no, I, I, I don't, the person doesn't know because he wasn't even following, he was on Facebook or Instagram the whole time. No, you find the one that is quickly answering the question before the, the teacher is done, complete the, the one one is already completing the teacher's sentences because there's something you know that I want to know. Yeah. And so it's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And thank you so much, Pastor, for sharing that. Thank you so much, Pastor. But you know, something that you know, you said as well was the role of leadership. You know, not shying away from leadership, not shying away from you know people that that really want the best for you and ask you the tough questions. Well, why aren't you in church? Because I think that for me, leadership changed the game. For me, and and that's why you know I, I think there's no I can't I think I feel like the story of my life I can't be said without you know talking about you pastor because you know as at the time and I, I don't know maybe you noticed or maybe you didn't notice but as at the time I came into BL you know I, I didn't even know BL existed all I knew was Pastor Chris's messages you know but I came in at a time where God knew that I needed leadership because I was hearing the message. But I didn't know what soul winning was. I didn't know what partnership was. I just knew that I wanted to know God. I knew that I wanted to live for him, but there was no direction. And so coming in, hearing the man of God talk to you every single day, hearing you know, your pastor preach you and say, okay, let's do this. We're going to do this. We're going to pray for four days. We're going to fast. We're going to worship. We're going to do this. We're going to give for this. We're going to you know, win souls, we're going to do this, we're, we're going to pray. It's in those little acts that change you, right? You know, mm-hmm. the and, and, and it, it got so much so to me that, Pastor, I was, te- I was telling someone about this, where someone showed to me that, like, that leadership, I saw it as vital. Like, you needed those instructions that were coming to get to the next level. Absolutely. You know, you needed that, oh, why did you do it this way? Why did you say that? Why did you go here? Why did you do, you know, you needed that thing. And so, you know, I think many people come in, they hear the word. Maybe you see one or two good people, but you do need leadership. You need a good pastor. And I can I can only say pray, you know, because people may say, oh, I don't want, I don't want like a bad pastor. You know, I don't want somebody that doesn't, you know. And the pastor you meet may not be, the pastor that you think is the pastor that you want because I feel like and I said this and pastor was like what pastor Dan was like what do you mean I, I just pastor Dan wasn't the pastor that was in my head if I needed to pick a pastor I probably won't pick pastor <laughs> because because he's so like you're you're listening to him and you're thinking is he actually a pastor like did he did he go at first right but then when you you know when you, when you actually listen 
Like, did he go through pastoral school too fast? Like, he's wearing jeans. The first, I think the first time I saw you, you were wearing shorts. And it was it was your birthday, and it was like by the pool. And I was like, just anyway, whatever. And then you just, and then you realize that this, because he just, he didn't fuss, he didn't shout, he did not, you know, preach and sweat. He was not like jumping, jumping. He wasn't, it wasn't all those things that you think are obvious. But he was the pastor that God had in store for me when I needed to, to learn and, you know, so... I, I just wanted to add that that you know it, it can't be overstated the, the role of leadership. So thank and, you. And you won't always but just lastly, you won't always like the person. You 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 will mm. not if you like the person all the time, there's a problem. You will not always like the person. There were times I was just shying away and running away, but I remember sometimes not even picking up as for his calls. Because I thought, okay, this was getting a bit too much. Right. Yes, I love you, I love the word, but okay. I have a life right um and so there were times that i didn't i didn't like <laughs> i didn't but looking back that was i needed him and mm. i needed i needed him there i needed that follow-up i needed that struggle because at the early stages if i wasn't with him where was i that's the question and, and so i needed mm. that constant access yes i needed that constant flow that constant i need it needed to it needed that there needed to be a replacement of what was already there because in my case there had been so much there previously that needed to be replaced it was uh, um, that that transformation needed to take place and the word of god was paramount and i needed to have a lot of it to really um delete control or delete everything that i knew <laughs> previously and, and, and it and, did happen and, and pastor you know just we also the, the other role of a pastor is you need someone to believe in you Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. at that stage you don't really believe in yourself like you <laughs> you're not quite sure that god is trying to use you like you hear, my life. <laughs> you hear that god wants to use you maybe prophecies have come that you're going to do big things for god but it, it really does take a pastor because i was reading something and i posted this on my instagram and someone was like oh your they, they were like your idea of me is is your own responsibility and not my responsibility and i was thinking that's well that's not right because honestly i've had to adjust my life because of the way you see me i remember the first time that you ever told me to climb the stage and do anything um it was it was uh, awards awards night in 2017 and pastor nicole calls me she was sister nicole then she calls me and she's like um sister ricky pastor wants you to share your testimony on stage um i'm like no first of all i'm not sharing my testimony um, what testimony? Why is Pastor asking me to do it? Does he know me? What is it? I was not going to do it. <laughs> and then I think she was like, "Oh no, Pastor, that was amazing." She was like, "Oh, you know." She followed up on me again, bright leaders. She followed up on me. She was like, "Okay, do this and, and share my testimony." Then the very next responsibility I had, I think much later, was I was it was a program. It was love and worship in 2018, and I was in charge of calling people to come for the events. <laughs> that's not, yeah, so it it kind of made me re- reevaluate at every point the level of responsibility and saying like, is this how this person sees me? Does this person really think I can do it? Then I level up and I'm like, okay, if if he thinks I can do it, then I can do it. And you know, so that you need you need a pastor because he's going to show you what you can do. He's going to believe in you, or she is going to believe in you. Yeah. Absolutely. No, the first time that Kobe ever told me to read the Rhapsody in a meeting, huh. I actually said, oh, Pastor, I can't do it. <laughs> I literally, if you know Pastor Kobe very well, you can't tell Pastor Kobe you can't do anything. You cannot tell it's Pastor Kobe sermon. you can't tell you. you. Said, sermon? I said, Dan, you will do it. I said, Pastor, Pastor I can't do it. I said, Dan. You will get on that stage and you will read that rhapsody. <laughs> it was a war going on behind. The meeting was ongoing. It wasn't, and I did it. 
and people were blessed and i'm like okay wait how what what did i say that what exactly did i say that blessed you again it reminded me Mm. and um i remember my very first time laying hands on people the next day in fact there's almost they fell under the power i think wait why is this one falling down i didn't doing this because they want me to go and the next day someone called me and shared a testimony Oh. how she had been going through some ailment for how long and i said wait wait what mm. it, it 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 seemed like it was staged but i knew it wasn't mm. and so flashing back to that prophecy in 2006 that i got that mm. hey we're going to be a pastor and then meeting pastor kobe that enforced <laughs> laws and made sure i stayed in line and then i noticed now this was now the holy spirit was now talking to me i reminded me of the prophecy and telling me i now i could sense it happening this was 2012 2013 i could sense it coming and i started to run because it had never been my goal i never wanted to be um the last person that wanted to be anything close to a pastor but now i could now i was actually seeing it coming like the holy Life spirit was already talking to me lives were being changed and i'm thinking my goodness okay what's happening here i don't i don't know i can't i needed i needed a break i wanted to be away i didn't want to pick anybody's call because okay yes i like this i love it it's it's fulfilling i love every part of it every single part of it but i don't want it i don't want it i never wanted it okay what's really happening here and boom 2014 <laughs> even the story of how it happened i won't share that <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you already know the yeah. story of how it happened my goodness my goodness um, God yeah. walks in but pastor hearing everything you were saying it's it's no it's no wonder why your your God chose you because it's not even it's not even like oh it's it's the heart you know I always think about pastors and I think that it's really a calling because it's a heart of a shepherd and i was hearing you when you were talking about how you would wake up and the first thing you think about is other people like and that's why i always tell people is like god doesn't want you to change he wants to like he's not trying to like change who you are he wants to use you take away the wrong things and keep the you that is you because even while you were there right you still cared did everyone get home safely and you needed that because you were going to pastor people one day and you were going to have to care for hundreds of people and think oh are they are they okay is where is this person where are they where where are they now i hope they're fine i hope that person is okay what's wrong but that was who you were you know and even gathering people i mean that's 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 a pastor essentially being able to organize people being able to make everyone feel welcome and so the things that are already in you i feel like are already in all of us that are needed for where we're going you know just commit the work to faithful men who will make able you didn't say commit the work to able men it's not looking for your ability is is the faithfulness mm. the faithfulness that faithfulness is what he sees that's what he wants to use Well, thank you so much Pastor. This has been, you know, episode 1 of Called and Chosen. And indeed, um sir, God really did call you and chose you and I'm so thankful for your ministry and thankful that you, you know, you're here to share your testimony and you know, it's all to the glory of God. And you know, this testimony actually has so many so many sides to it. I wish you'd ask me some juicy questions but i'm glad we started off on a soft note <laughs> but um god indeed has been faithful and um before we go if there's anyone listening that you're not saved you're not born again you're not sure if you're born again you know that you attended one meeting that you probably oh that, that's what they called us forward for let this be the last yeah. if you've done it before if you're not sure but it's not something to be unsure of um it's your salvation 
salvation is the most important part this is the most important this is going to be the most important thing you do in your life if you haven't done it already so i'm going to lead you in a short prayer and say it out loud because um the bible talks about how you need to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth it's not enough to hear the prayer close your eyes and listen to the prayer no it says it says believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the lordship of jesus so if you may say this after me this is a very short prayer but it's going to change the game it's going to change the course of your life um oh lord god i believe with all of my heart in jesus christ son of the living god i believe he died for me and god raised him from the dead I believe he's alive today. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord of my life from today. And through him and in his name I have eternal life. And I'm born again. Thank you Lord for saving my soul. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. You're now a child of God. You're born again. And make sure that moving on, the Bible talks about how heaven rejoices when one soul is saved. So moving on, what do you do differently? Find a church, a Bible, find a believer's love world fellowship and stay in it. It will turn your life forever. Find a Christ and see church close to you. Why Christ the mercy? Go there for six weeks and you will know why. <laughs> just 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 do. Just try it for six weeks. Forget about anything you've heard and just go. Find out for yourself. Six weeks. Six weeks. Um, and if you want to leave after six weeks, leave. Yeah. But just stay. Praise God. Suruki, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad you're listening now and you're thinking it's too late it's not too late you know you might hear this you know after the rapture and the rapture is something that you know obviously if you're listening to this then it has shaken the whole world and everyone's in confusion and you're not even sure you know some christians that, that left you know me and pastor dan aren't here either you know you stumbled on this you found it or maybe you put it on your playlist and said you're going to listen to it later and you're hearing this now it's not too late you know, there is a first flight. There's a first group of people that will go. But, you know, the Bible talks about how the gospel is the power of salvation. If you said that prayer with Pastor Dan, and if you haven't said it, go back and say that prayer with him. And when you give your life to Christ, that's all it takes. Believing in Jesus, that's all it takes. That he's the son of God, that he died for your sins. It's not too late. You can still make it. And God still called you and he's still chosen you. And thank you for listening to this. And if you're listening now and the rapture hasn't happened, well, you don't have that much time either. So make that decision now. Answer that call and, you know, commit. And I think, Pastor, that, that's, that's the best thing. Commit. Like, there has to get yep. to a point where you say, no more. Like, this is, it's, I'm doing this. Yes. And, you know, life, life with Christ and life in Christ it's very easy. It's so easy that people question it. It's natural. Oh, that, that's it. But 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 it's for everybody. It's not supposed to be complicated. It's it's easy. Just just do. Just 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 try it out. Put it to work. It, it actually does work. Mm. And you, and you know, Pastor, it's amazing how this life in Christ is the life we're meant to be living. Because Absolutely. when you now nowadays when you pray when you preach. When, you, when there's a testimony, you don't go back to question, am I doing what I'm meant to be doing? However, on the other side, when you would do all those things and you're thinking, oh, is this how life is supposed to be? There's this inner tussle within you. But when you actually yes. the word, when you're giving, when you're living for Jesus, making impact. It's so fulfilling. It's so, there's nothing more fulfilling. Have you ever given the last dollar amount in your account and you were so full of joy like you just won a lot mm. how mm-hmm. do you explain it 
have you ever won a soul? And how did you feel afterwards? You wanted to tell the whole world that, man, I won a soul today. Why? Why was it so refreshing? Why was it so... Because you're doing what God... you're, You're doing God's will. You're doing God's will. Have you ever shared your testimony with someone that was so impacted and you're thinking to yourself, can I share with somebody else? And you you can literally spend your whole day doing that with 10 other people yeah. because it is just so fulfilling. But that work that pays you all the money you want, there are days you don't want to go. Right. There's no day that I don't want to share a testimony. There's no day to catch me on guard that I don't want to share the scriptures with you. There's no day that you don't that, want to pray. Yes, but you see but why is that because that's what you were built for mm. that's why you're here mm, that's it i think that that just that that's why we're here there's no other reason i think no no other reason makes sense pastor no other reason makes sense pastor deji said something during the awards nights that we had where we're you know celebrating and giving thanks to god for everything and the what we had done financially for the gospel and he said that can you imagine that we're all seated here to celebrate what we give mm-hmm. it, it's not like oh you know we dispersing the number one got 50 million and number two no the number one gave the most and we are championing mm-hmm. it like can you see how like as 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 you know Paul we're said, so excited we're fully dressed yes in, we're fully clothed fully clothed to come and say wow i gave my dancing, life. <laughs> i i sold this i gave my school fees i gave my rent. i gave my car my, i gave oh my, my goodness. rejoicing and not because you were brainwashed mm, because you that's did. what be, not because Perfect. you were brainwashed but because there is a fulfillment that comes from from the inside, you know that you did this for the Lord. It's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's nothing quite like it. Faith. Now we're just gisting. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> I have to let you go be a pastor and man of God, even though you're being a That's pastor. That's true. My meeting just started. I'm being a blessing. Thank you so much, sir. Again, up, Thank to, you, okay. up to do kingdom work. I love you, sir. Thank you. Thank I you, everyone, you, for Thank listening. You. Bye. Bye.